Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Is it a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby? God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stu Potty. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. Mikey A, we are pacing yet again at a three-episode week. I mean, how you are working me like a dog, man. <laughs> this is exciting. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have we done three now? Three episodes per week for three consecutive weeks? Is that uh? I, I think it's our third week in four. Okay. That we've done three. I think we went three, two, three, and Finney, my dog, is very excited that we're doing a third episode of uh, Stupidity. How about that? <laughs> and he's excited because exciting. he's excited because Jenny Rentes is coming on, football writer for uh, a journalist for Sports Illustrated. We haven't spoken a lot about football here, and Finney is really excited because Sam Darnold is no longer the Jets quarterback. I mean, how about that? Big Jet fan. I mean, Finnegan. <laughs> Are you all in on the Zach Wilson train? We are both Jet fans. We're both tortured. Um, we've been down this road before. We'll be down this road again, Mike. Okay. Um, I look forward to having this conversation in four years. I, I am all for the Jets taking a quarterback. I've said this for years on our show, the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz. Take a quarterback every year until you get that position right because that position is the most important position in sports. Now, the Jets have never got it right outside of maybe Pennington, a couple of years with Testaverde. Uh, they have had Sanchez back-to-back AFC Championship games, but they've never really gotten it right. We've never really had a franchise quarterback. So, I'm, and, and Sam Darnold proved to me over three seasons that he is not the answer. So I am okay with this, okay? And Sam Darnold, I mean, honestly, who is he? That guy celebrating. You see that video of him celebrating? What Sam Darnold is celebrating is that he is so bad that the New York Jets didn't even want him. 
I get the hell away. Or is he celebrating so bad that he's finally away from that horseshit organization that you and I root for on a daily basis? Mike, if you're a great quarterback, I believe you'll make any team great. You'll make any Tom, the Patriots were terrible for years before Tom Brady got there. And then he turned them into what he's turned them into, which is, you know, the gold standard of franchises in the NFL. Now it's the Bucks. <laughs> Mike, you're upset. Why? You like Darnold. You don't like Zach Wilson. I know you. You do not. No, like it's Zach it's Wilson. not. It's listen. Defending Darnold isn't really what I'm trying to do because it's really hard to do that. Mike, he wasn't good. Zach, Zach Wilson is is not it. Mike, hold on a second. How do you know Zach Wilson's not it? How do you know? Because we don't know. It's a guessing game, Mike. That's because my point. I've seen I've seen Zach Wilson come into this this draft this the NFL. I've seen him come in every year. It's the guy that can throw it a. a uh, you know, on the run, moving. But you know what I've never heard somebody do? And I can't wait till we have Sims back on because I want to ask him. Okay. Show me one guy that comes on and goes, see how he moves the safety here? Because that's what wins in the NFL. You know what doesn't win in the NFL? My first read isn't there and I scramble. All right, Mike, let me ask you this. If they weren't taking Zach Wilson, would you be more okay? Be clear on what it is you wanted the Jets to do. Because if he didn't care about losing Sam Darnold, the Jets got three picks for him, a two and a four next year, or the picks that really matter. If I tell you they're going to take Justin Fields, if I tell you they're going to take Mac Jones, if I tell you they're going to take a different quarterback, would you be happier with what they did with Darnold? No, uh, I think they got great value for Darnold. I just didn't want any of the quarterbacks in this class not named Trevor Lawrence. I think that all the guys in this class are being built up because a lot of these teams need quarterbacks. And I think the worst time to take a quarterback is when you need to. Okay, but what are they going to do? Because you talk yourself into people. But Mike, what are they going to do? I mean, so so you wanted them to ride out Sam Darnold for another year. I, I thought that what they could have done is they could have taken that number two pick, turned it into a, a, a boatload of, of other things, and they could have run one more year with Sam Darnold. And you know what happens next year? All these guys coming up, you don't know who's going to be what, but you bring them into a good team. The Jets have not done that. They've not brought somebody into a good team. I mean, everybody talks about how great Patrick Mahomes is. When he entered, he had Travis Kelsey. He had the Cheetah. He had a good offensive line, and he had Andy Reid. I don't know that Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes if he doesn't have that the first time he plays. Okay, and that's all, all of that is fair. Uh, I will tell you that Sam Darnold did have Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson wasn't very good. Then went to Carolina away from Sam Darnold and became very good. This is going to be interesting because I know what you're thinking. I, I Believe me, I'm tortured just like you are. You are thinking, okay? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, you and I are going to have to sit here and watch Sam Darnold turn into a Hall of Fame quarterback wearing a Carolina <laughs> cap into the into Canton, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's what you're really worried with the about. Coach, with the coach we turned away three years ago. That's what you're really Man, worried Matt about, Will. right? But would you rather have would you rather have the guy Adam Gase thought was going to be a good quarterback? Or the guy that Joe Douglas and new head coach Robert Sala think are going to be a good quarterback. I'm going to go Douglas and Sala on that. Mike, at some point, remind us on Stupidity to rank all the Jets quarterbacks in order, okay? Joe Namath is last. He's the most overrated quarterback. I agree! Thank you. He's last. Make sure he's last. He's last. He's behind Browning Nagel, okay? And what I'd also like to do is get... Glenn Foley. What I'd also like to do is get every former Jet quarterback on this podcast, okay? I want them all. Every single one of them, Okay. Get that done. All at once. <laughs> Got it. Okay, done. Good. I'll get Zach Wilson, too. Get Zach Wilson. Get them all. And get Pat Ryan. Okay? And don't leave out Tom, too. But even though he was a punter, he had a cup of coffee. He's the Jets quarterback. <laughs> 
I remember when Vinny Testaverde went down, yes. he came in and threw a strike to Keyshawn Johnson for a touchdown. And, and of course, all Jet fans thought we had our quarterback for the next decade. <laughs> he was a punter. <laughs> With that said, let's bring on someone who actually knows football. Jenny Rentis, Sports Illustrated, unbelievable journalist. She joins us now. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer thank you for doing this i know you're busy no yeah happy to do it thanks for asking me on where are you from by the way i'm from pennsylvania originally state college okay. actually uh, my right. parents taught at penn state so okay and you're in uh you're in new york now your parents taught at penn state huh yeah yeah they were chemical engineering professors so oh my god and and wow. you're writing <laughs> i know i know i mean uh, yeah. About the NFL. <laughs> they were thrilled at first, but now they, you know, now they're very supportive. <laughs> yeah, but you're enjoying your life, right? Yeah, I, mean, I actually went to school for science, so it was like a whole, it was a wait, whole change. Wait a second, Jen. Now, I want to understand, and by the way, how many people butcher your last name? Because I have thrown a second R into it like 15 times before you came on. French Ross, I keep saying. I, I know, it's hard not to. It was um, it was actually like a beta in Greece. And so they made it a V at Ellis Island because I guess a beta makes a V sound. But like VR is very, um, I don't know, non-whatever. Like people right. don't, it just like doesn't make sense. You never so. hear it's a silent V. No, it never, never, never. <laughs> it's Rentos, essentially, right? I have to say that. Yeah, so it's, it's Rentos, you know. Well, Rentos makes it easier on me, Mike. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, I get, people move the R to like some Ventros I get a lot, or, you know, we used to get mailings that were like Brentus or like other versions of it, so. All right, well, listen, I'm, I, I want John because I'm a huge fan of your work, and I think you, you're certainly all over this Deshaun Watson case, and we'll talk about that. Uh, in a second, but I am interested now in how a science major at Penn State University <laughs> turns into an NFL reporter for Sports Illustrated. How did that happen? Yeah, so I was studying biochemistry and molecular biology at Penn State, and I just started working for the Daily Collegian for fun on the side, and then realized that that was what I enjoyed. So I finished my science degree. I was working in a lab all throughout college, but I uh, decided my senior year that I was going to apply to journalism grad schools. And that's what I did. I just, there was something I enjoyed about writing and really like the campus community, sharing information with the campus community. I mean, at that time there were still newspapers that were picked up on campus. Well, there is still to a lesser degree these days, <laughs> but so that was just pretty cool. Cause you'd have, you know, students were, going to class and in all the large classroom buildings, there was a big stack of the Daily Collegian. So I just kind of got the bug that way. 
Um, and but you still have your science degree. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I okay. did finish my science degree in biochemistry, molecular biology, and oh I did gosh, a, a thesis Something to project fall back in on. geobiology. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But I forget so much of it. My sister had the same major actually, and you know, she always tells me about what work she's doing. Cause she's still, she got her PhD in cell molecular biology and is in the field. And I'll ask a question and she'll be like, you really remember nothing from science, <laughs> your science education. And I'm like, yeah, I try. It's been a long time. I thought you were going to tell me she went in a different direction too. Like, <laughs> no, she, uh, she's stuck with the, the planned path. And so she's, uh, she does a lot of interesting research. So, so um, so you decide you want to do this, which is fantastic because you're great at it. And so what's the first gig out of college? What's the first job for you? After I, so I went to grad school and then I got an internship uh, at the Star Ledger. So I was, it was through the Association for Women in Sports Media. I was a summer intern and I um, was just general assignment. So I would cover a little bit of everything. I remember covering like hot rod racing and beach volleyball and all different kinds of things. So then I stayed there, it, you know, at that period, it was 2007. And that's really when the newspaper industry started to go through a lot of changes. So there were buyouts my first year at the Star Ledger, um, you know, there were pay cuts and furloughs and all those kinds of things that you just sort of saw the newspaper industry sort of struggling to make revenue as the internet grew. Uh, so that created some opportunities for like young reporters who were cheap to step into roles. And so that's how I ultimately started covering the NFL uh, first on the Giants uh, as a backup oh, and then sorry. on the Jets beat. So <laughs> <laughs> I got to see both. I got to see both sides. I remember. And then I went back to the Giants beat at the end. And I remember I, I covered the Jets beat for two seasons and then I switched to the Giants beat because our Giants writer left. And I remember Rex Ryan just couldn't understand why I would move from the Jets beat to the Giants beat. Because, you know, it was like they had just gone to back-to-back -back AFC championships. Well, he was right at the time, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was right at the time. That's true, yeah. <laughs> right. But over the span of time, the Giants would be the much better team to cover. Right. I mean, that's right. obvious. Um, so so I want to ask you, because Dan will tell stories, Levitard, who I do the show with, uh, he'll tell stories of just low moments in his in his journalism career where he questioned what it is that mm -hmm. he was doing. And so, and for him, ironically, waking up with you. Well, no, but it, no, it was at the NFL draft because he, he went to the wrong place, Mike. And so he's like, I've quit. I, he took a sabbatical from the Herald after the draft. So I'm wondering when you're sitting there like out of grad school and you're covering hot rod racing, are you questioning your life decisions? Then? You know, I think at that time I was just so wide eyed and sure. it was exciting to get to cover a lot of different things because I had never, when I arrived at the Star Ledger, I had never worked for a newspaper. So I didn't do any summer internships. You know, normally if you're a journalism major, you'll do summer internships. I could, you know, Patriot News or Pittsburgh Post-Gazette or any of the great papers in Pennsylvania. I didn't do that because I was working in a science lab in the summer. So I never had that experience. So I was so thrilled to be in a newspaper newsroom, but there have been plenty of moments since then, you know, when you get older and jaded, when you're like, what am I doing with my life? Like right. any situation where you're staking something out, hope it like, one that always comes to mind is like at the combine, there's always the annual agents meeting. And if you're on a beat, you need to basically stand outside the agents meeting, try to run into an agent that you can never get on the phone and ask if X player who's on the Jets roster may be resigning when free agency opens or whatever the case may be. That is always a low moment. <laughs> 
Uh, Mike, I am asking you before the end of this interview, I want you to get some science questions and ask Jen. Okay? Let's see how much he remembers. In fact, let's have a contest, me versus Jen, or perhaps we'll do it next time. I don't know. So I'm wondering, so as someone who covered the Jets, and, and I'm assuming you grew up loving the NFL. Is that fair? Or you love sports growing up? I loved college football. My parents okay. taught at Penn State, so I watched Penn State football growing up. I, okay. I didn't really watch too much of an NFL team because – State College is sort of a mix between Philly and Pittsburgh, sure. and my parents grew up in Illinois, so they were loosely interested in the Bears, but it was really Penn State football and all the other sports, too. We'd go to volleyball games at Rec Hall. Penn State has a fantastic volleyball program. We used to go to basketball games, women's basketball, Lady Lions, so just watching a lot of different sports at Penn State, it was really, um, my dad was just loves football, and he would always, you know, tell stories of when he played on a rec league when he was working at Dow in Midland, Michigan. And he has this play that he would always tell me about called the blue play that they drew up. He's drawn it on a piece of paper for me countless times and they scored a touchdown on the play. Uh, he would get mad that I don't exactly remember the specifics, but uh, so yeah, I always kind of grew up following it. Get Mr. Red Dust on the podcast. I know. We really could. Yeah. He's he just Spider 2Y banana. Yeah. It, it, that is my dad's Spider 2Y banana is the blue play. Yes. Oh, my God. That is so great. So, what, as someone who covered the Jets, who covers the NFL, what'd you make of Sam Darnold being traded to, uh, to Carolina? I think it's a good move. I mean, I have seen the stats that what this Jets will be the first team to take a quarterback now in um, top three, three or four year period or three <laughs> year period. Team. I guess. That's my yeah. team, Jen. That's my yeah. team. Um, yes. But, you know, I think it makes sense. I would say two things about Darnold is one. I do think the organization failed him. He was cycled through head coaches and offensive coordinators. And I don't think they maximized his potential, but I also can see why they said we've seen everything there is to see. And we don't believe that he would be the elite passer that we need. So we're going to start the clock on a rookie quarterback again. And they have my friend, Brian Costello who covers the jets for the post tallied up. I think they have 21 draft picks in the next two drafts. So you know, they can take the quarterback at two and then they still have a ton of draft capital to build around him, which is not what happened with Darnold. He always had issues on the offensive line and at the, in the receiving core. So I, I don't know. I think it's a, a decent move, even though the Jets are yet again restarting and tr still trying to find Namath's successor. Yep. Uh, 40 years. I've been living that. 40 years. Okay. <laughs> I, had, I had the two years with Rex where he was right. You should have been the Jets reporter, not the Giants reporter. <laughs> But that's it. That's all right. I had 97 with Parcells. That's all I had. So um, uh, what's the move this offseason uh, that you think will have the greatest impact this season? A free agent move? What's the move that's been made that that impressed you the most? OK, that's a good question. Um, Thank you. It's the first one I've asked you. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, I like the 49ers going up to number three. I mean, obviously, there have been trust issues between the organization and Jimmy Garoppolo since the Super Bowl loss. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And so I like the idea of Kyle Shannon making a bold move. And clearly there's someone that he believes he can get at three, or clearly he likes at least three quarterbacks in this draft class. Um, so, you know, it's interesting because they go to the, the Super Bowl two years ago and a lot has changed since then. Um, but I think, I don't know, I, you know, they clearly have a that offense is really special and has been replicated around the league. And I think uh, the ability for Shanahan to draft and develop a quarterback, I think will be really interesting. 
I don't trust Shanahan. And the reason I say this is he keeps saying he likes the Mike. Have you noticed what he's doing here? He keeps saying that he likes the BYU quarterback, which means he doesn't like the BYU no, quarterback. No, of course he doesn't. But he wants the Jets to think that he likes the <laughs> BYU quarterback yeah. because he wants to take Matt Jones from Alabama. You, Jenny, are you reading that the same way or what? I honestly have no idea. I think that he's kept it pretty mysterious. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think you're right. You can never trust what anyone says this time of year. And right. I, I don't have good insight right now into who they would pick at three, but evidently there's someone that they like enough that they could get at that spot to make the move they did. Is there a guy in the upcoming draft that, you know, according to the people you talk to in the league, GMs, whomever, that, that maybe people like under the radar right now, but they're super okay. excited about? Well, that's a good question. I, I haven't done my draft homework as much oh, as I wow. should have already. Okay. But right. um, the story that I always, and this is the opposite of under the radar, but the story that I always share about Trevor Lawrence is I did a poll two years ago of uh, GMs about um, which players that they believed could go one and done in the NFL, you know, actually just play one year in college and make it to the NFL. And there were a lot of different answers. Adrian Peterson came up. But one GM who has a good, I'm not going to name him because it was an honor. So he has a very good track record with quarterbacks at that point said Trevor Lawrence, like I draft him and play him now. And so I just think the anticipation level for him since he was a true freshman has been incredibly high. And now it's interesting that he's going to a kind of like a, an experiment, right? You have a college coach again, who's been out of the game for a couple of years. And so I'm very interested to see how that works out. But again, that's, that's the opposite of under the radar. But, no, you're right. But, but no, it was a good answer. How do you think urban's going to do? Like, how do you, it's so hard to have unbridled optimism about college coaches making the leap because there are just so many differences and you go from being able to have a roster of all first round draft picks or top you know, number one picks to sure. having to compete with all these other teams, having a draft, having free agency, a salary cap. It's just such a different approach to roster building. Um, and I'm interested to see how he trans translates the offense that he ran in college to the NFL. Obviously a player like Trevor Lawrence will maybe make that adjustment a little bit easier, but I would say I'm, I'm, I'm like 50-50 right now on whether it will work. There's precious few cases where it has worked, Jimmy Johnson being one of them. But the guy we all consider to be the greatest coach in the game, Nick Saban, it didn't work for him in Miami. Right. You know? Well, but, you yeah. know, he'd say he'd say maybe if they had signed Drew Brees, it would have yeah, worked. Yeah, but that him. was his decision. He chose. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he chose. I love how he does that. He blames it on the doctor, the doctor uh, but he chose right. Culpepper. Right. 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 He, blamed, right. he blames it on Danny Cannell's dad, Mike. That's who he blames it on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, folks, gather around. Everyone gather around, listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me, you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, so you have done a great job. Uh, Jenny Rentos with us here on Stupidity. 
Uh, Sports Illustrated, SI.com. Check her out on Twitter at Jenny Rent, uh, Rentras. Rentas. It's okay. It's a <laughs> tongue teaser. Mike, I knew I was going to do it. Mike, I was doing good right up into that. So you have done not a good job, a phenomenal job of covering the Deshaun Watson case. So if you could, for, for us and our audience, uh, where are we at with Deshaun Watson right now? Yeah, well, I think we're recording it today right after a press conference from Tony Busby, who represents the 22 plaintiffs who have brought suit. And today they had one of the women, Jane Doe, number one, the first to file suit, uh, revealed her name publicly. She read a statement publicly. They additionally read a statement from a second named woman. Uh, She's another one of the Jane Doe's. They read her statement publicly. And I think that is a little bit of a game changer. Watson's camp has pointed to we don't know the identities of the uh, the women who have filed these claims and they've sort of hid behind that in a way um, as an you know as an explanation for well these are all anonymous claims so I think two women coming forward with uh, their names to their claims are significant we published a story a week ago with a woman who is not a Tony Busby client Um, we independently corroborated her story via uh, messages and a contemporaneous witness. And so I do think there is a lot of evidence that uh, has been put forth publicly. Today certainly strengthened that. And I do think we're already seeing it impact teams because the Panthers making the trade for Sam Darnold, they were interested in Watson. And were they not concerned and troubled by the allegations, then perhaps they would have considered Watson to be a possibility still, but they went forward with Darnold instead. And so at this point, um, there's there's a lot of evidence out there, and I think we're, we're going to need to see further response from the NFL and the Texans. I wonder, uh, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this, if if this story never never surfaces, is Deshaun Watson playing for another team right now? Is he, is he in another organization right now? That's a good question. I, I think at some point this offseason, there would have been a change. I, I think he would have changed teams at some point this offseason. I don't know when exactly that would have come to a head. I don't know if it would have been before the draft, after the draft, if the team didn't get the quarterback they wanted in trading camp, if he held out. But I think there he was dug into his stance that he wanted out of Houston. And obviously, uh, this has changed everything. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be super interesting. You know, the one thing that kind of bothers me as and I've said this for years on our show, and you don't need to comment on this if you don't want Jen. But as the father of twin 16 year old girls. And so, like, I hear people say, oh, well, Deshaun, Wat- no way, Deshaun Watson. He's such a good guy. Does so much charity work, community work. And all those things might be true. But what I have said for years is you have no idea who you're rooting for on a daily or weekly basis. You don't know these people and you don't know the demons they have. So you don't know. And I'm not saying Deshaun did anything wrong, but fans just to say, hey, I see him on TV. He's always smiling. Great endorser, does community work. Therefore, he didn't do it. That bothers me. And it has to bother you. And it has to, right? Yeah. What's the rule in journalism? If you, you know, if your mother says she loves you, you've got to confirm it or something. I mean, I think ultimately you never know anybody fully, especially in the these covered situations where you have limited access to people, you're seeing the public persona they put forth fully. Honestly, um, a moment that sort of changed things for me in terms of the kinds of background research I do was when uh, the Detroit uh, News, I believe it was, came forward with the report about Matt Patricia uh, and the um, allegation of rape that had been filed when he was, uh, I believe, in college or just out of college at the time. 
from that point forward, I started doing a criminal record search on every single person I do a profile on just because you don't know, and you need to do every, you need to do all of the vetting that you possibly can do. And I don't ever take anything at face value um, because, um, you know, you're only getting a version that people are presenting publicly. So it's your responsibility as a journalism journalist to vet everything as, as much as you can. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get you out of here in a second. We're gonna play it. We want people to get to know you a little bit, okay? So okay. they know they know you're very smart. They know you know science. And Mike, did you get science questions? By the way, <laughs> I, I did. I did find some science questions. Oh, if you God. really want to do this, okay, well, we'll we'll see. Oh, at the end. No. We'll see okay. <laughs> we have to try it out. Uh, a perfect day for Jenny Rentas is blank. A perfect day. Well, I think it would include an outdoor walk, especially during the pandemic. That has right. been my sanity. So I've been in Central Park like every day I take a walk um, and also seeing my family. They live in Pennsylvania. My parents do. My sister lives in Virginia. Um, but it's just really um, seeing them is is a treat. And, um, you know, I just you feel very refreshed, especially because this business that we're in, you know, you get caught up in this whirlwind of news breaking on Twitter and difficult subjects to cover. So when I see my family, it's like none of that matters, you know, so so I would say being with my family, taking a nice walk outdoors and probably a ice cream. Okay, I love ice cream. I love that. That's a, a very nice, simple day for you. I love that. that yeah, is, uh, that is awesome. Favorite athlete to cover is blank. Favorite. Uh, I did a sports person of the year story on Megan Rapino, and that was wow. my favorite experience. Yeah. What uh, if if you wouldn't mind telling us uh, what makes her so great and unique? Yeah. Well, I think she's really vulnerable, and we talked about how you don't know athletes, yeah. and I think she's aware of that. Like, I think she doesn't want. She said that one of her biggest fears is that people will think she's a fraud. And she's very aware that people have this idea of you that is a public persona. And she wants people to see all of these other parts of her where she's feeling insecure or where she's not sure if she does the right thing. I mean, one thing she told me about was, you know, she knelt in support of Colin Kaepernick. And for a while, she was worried about her spot on the national team. But ultimately, uh, that was good for her career. And uh, she became known in part because of that. And she feels guilt over the fact that Kaepernick's career ended and hers. And that was one part of sort of launching, you know, her, her fame and celebrity in a way. And I thought it was really refreshing to hear her admit that, that she was conflicted and that, that, that bothered her. Um, you don't often hear athletes say that. And also um, I did the story during a time when we were unionizing in our workplace and, um, the power of collective action and standing up for things you believe in. And so just being able to connect on some of those issues, um, it, it, it was, it was really meaningful to me. I mean, sometimes you interview people and you just are able to have conversations that go beyond just what you're doing the story on. And um, I didn't, you know, I only interviewed her a handful of times, but we were able to build that connection. And so that was um, something that has really stuck with me. Yeah, she's an amazing person. Have you ever been nervous for an interview because it, it's yeah. someone you're a fan of or their personality is so big or something like that? I was nervous for that because she was, the interviews were done in the fall of 2019, which was like the peak of her busyness, right? So she barely had a moment to herself. She slept 
every night in a hotel for like 60 straight days or something. And so I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of time with her. And so I had a panic attack for, you know, three months leading up to the story. Plus it was the sports person of the year. So there was another pressure and I'm like reading all these other stories written by like Scott Price, which are just like this other level of writing and journalism. And it was just like very panic inducing. Um, But I, you know, I showed up to a couple soccer camps that she had and we ended up talking uh, outdoors in between sessions at just this random table. And then uh, I went to Columbus and I had time with her and she said, you know, if you didn't get enough time, like, why don't you come early in the morning before my shoot, I'll be getting my makeup done, doing the wardrobe stuff. Just come and talk to me then. And so she did go out of her way to carve out time. Time. Um, right. But I was just nervous. Like, also, she'd been written about. Everyone knew uh, it seemed like everything about her. Like, how could I write a story that was interesting? So how that could was, I give you something different? Right. Yeah, that <laughs> exactly. was intimidating. But the comment about being pe- worrying that people thought she would be a fraud, that was actually an answer she gave. Kids asked her at one of her soccer camps, What's your biggest fear? And that was her answer. And I thought, Well, that's really interesting. And so we talked a lot about that afterward. Yeah, that is super interesting. Um, the thing you like to do most when you are not covering the NFL is blank. I like to travel. My sister and I take a yearly trip somewhere. Uh, obviously, we did not this past year, but we're looking right. forward to resuming um, when we are. Well, she's fully vaccinated. I have one of the two shots done. Listen, but, Jen, um, she's too busy saving the world. I mean, you're yeah, covering exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like volunteering at vaccination clinics. Like she's like you know like we talk about like oh boy, did I make the wrong decision? I look at my sister's career path and I'm like okay. But, uh, but yeah, we take a, a yearly trip. So we um, went, went to one year we did Copenhagen, another year we did Portugal, Savannah and Charleston. So that's probably the, the highlight of every year when we're able to do that. So what's been the best place? I think Copenhagen was my favorite. Yeah, that was just I've heard it's the, amazing. Yeah. It was so and like, you know, we went in the summer. So it was light so late. And it was just like the the Nordic air was like so fresh and we ate at all these great restaurants. It's quite this quiz. Like, I don't know exactly, but the, the cuisine there, uh, there's a name for it that I'm forgetting, but new Nordic, I think is the cuisine. I'm not even sure, but my sister's kind of into food. So she picked all these awesome restaurants. But did you enjoy the sun being out that much? Cause I went to Reykjavik once for spring break. Now I was in college with a bunch of animals. Okay. And like, we were trying to sleep and we couldn't sleep because the sun. So my friend went out to the hardware store and he bought some plywood. And he put it over the window so we can oh, see. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, yeah. I think we had to pull the blackout shades in, in the <laughs> hotel room. Yeah. All right. The first concert you ever attended was blank. 98 degrees. What? <laughs> Mike, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. You, I, listen, I just say it's this? not the boy band. It's not because because everybody went through a boy band phase around that. But you you went for the third best. I, I agree with you. <laughs> I also saw the Backstreet Boys, but that they came to State College after 98 degrees. So I could have lied and said Backstreet Boys, but I have to be honest. It was it was 98 degrees. Have you been to a rock concert? Um. Good question. <laughs> I'm not a big concert person. Okay. And especially now, like I can't see myself ever going to a concert again because now big crowds have just, you know, <laughs> panic inducing, right? Um, I don't think I've been to a rock concert. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very disappointed. No, you're okay. No, 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 you are, you are the furthest thing from disappointing. I promise you. But I am wondering the song that plays in your car that you will sing out loud every time you hear it is blank. Oh boy. There's got, oh, please give me a boy band. <laughs> please, please, um, please. Tell me why. 
I mean, I, I used to listen to a lot of 50 Cent. So like, I oh, feel nice. like any 50 Cent song I would sing out loud. Um, any Beyonce song, really. Um, uh, yeah. Anything. In those <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, what's that song? Uh, Faded. That one always gets stuck in my head. Oh, Madonna, definitely. Oh, duh. Definitely Madonna. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's the one. Um, well, like, like, like a, a prayer. And my sister and I used to. Uh, it would yeah. come on in the radio in the car, and we would blow over the tops of like Coke can because you know that that ooh. So we try to make that sound effect. So I have a vivid memory of doing this as a child. I love that. Um, the perfect meal for you is blank. Um, New Nordic. Yeah, New Nordic is pretty really good. Uh, I love a steak like once a year. So I guess that would be it, like a treat meal or something. Yeah. Just once a year? I mean, I, well, I haven't had one this year because I haven't made one at home. But I, I do like fish. I do like New Nordic and um, a good gluten-free pizza. <laughs> All right. Your favorite movie is blank. Oh, boy. So I'm that person that has seen almost no movies, like, it's really? like a running joke. I remember when I covered the Giants, we were interviewing a player and he said, I just want the truth. And everyone in the press room was like laughing after, like, you can't handle the truth. And I remember yeah. Mike Garofolo, who I worked with at the Star Ledger, and he looked at me and he's like, you have not seen that movie, have you? But I, I've since watched it. I've, I've, I've since watched it. Um, I, I mean, Clueless. It's called A Few Good Men, A by the way. A Few Good Men, sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm, um, Clueless is probably my favorite movie. <laughs> Okay. Uh, favorite TV show? You don't have time for TV or movies, it seems um, like. I loved The Good Wife. That's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Okay. And Scandal. I like Scandal a lot. Scandal's too. fantastic. Yeah. Scandal, Scandal's still going on, though, because I stopped watching. That's Kerry Washington, isn't no, it? No. Yeah. It's it, it, was, it ended like two years ago, maybe. Yeah. But it was okay. a good run. All right, Mike, do you have, uh, Jen, by the way, this has been fantastic. Thank you. I don't know if anyone calls you Jen. I should ask you that. No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> a lot of people do. Okay. Um, this has been amazing. You have been great. And we hope to do it again. Mike, do you have science questions here? <laughs> I, I did. I pulled up uh, oh, no. a, a, a science quiz. I'm going to get them wrong. This is okay. going to be embarrassing. Well, no, but listen, I have to do them too. But but you're supposed to get them right and I'm not. So <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Uh, what is the function of the cell membrane? Oh, it filters things that enter the cell and uh, it's like the barricade to the outside. That was going to be my answer, Mike. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, that is correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, wow. Good job. One one. I can't even okay. read that one. Okay. Uh, what is the first stage, Stugatz, of mitosis? mitosis? I knew you were going to say mitosis. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, it, it's... It, uh, let let him try and before he steals your right answer. The first step of mitosis is um, you have to take a long, hard look in the mirror <laughs> and really accept who it is that you are. That would be the first step. Okay, mitosis. Am I, right? I don't remember the name. The cell. Um, I think it has to replicate the DNA first. Um. Now I clicked on it and I got an ad. It's ad. okay. I got um, an ad. She's right. It Let's just assume. Me, it won't we'll give just, me the answer. We'll just until pretend I'm that I'm right. Now, no, no, you're, you're correct. 
supporter. You are correct. All right. This is fantastic. Listen, here's what I want to do. Just ask her the questions, Mike, and then hopefully we'll have her on again. <laughs> and I am going to study my ass off, okay? And then you and I are going to You're not going to do anything. I'm not. You're going to watch the Masters and eat peanut M&Ms. <laughs> All right. I want to hear a few more. Let, let me let me, let me me hear. Because I, I like I like seeing Jen a little bit uncomfortable here. I guess. Yeah, this is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I, ask you, I ask you football questions. You're in your comfort zone. We ask you science questions. You get all nervous. By the way, the, the correct answer was interphase. Okay. Exactly. Yes. That's okay. What yeah. That's my teacher would be very home. disappointed right. in me. Right. What part of the cell contains the DNA? Let's see. Mike. Uh, uh, listen, I have to submit the answer. I don't know. <laughs> if I knew, I wouldn't be working for you. And that yeah, is correct. Right. Even I knew that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that one was an easy one. <laughs> Mike, you should have known that. That's why I was getting mad at you. You don't have to click on the answer. <laughs> I do have to click on the answer after I click through three ads here. All right. I, I would figure you're a fan of Big Bang Theory, no? I would figure Yeah, that I've one. never watched that show, actually. <laughs> I love your delivery. You go, yeah, I never watched that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. All right, last one, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, I'm trying to pull one up here. Uh, okay. A double membrane with pores describes which of these virus mitochondria nucleus lysosome lysosome double membrane with pores um right. say the options again virus mitochondria nucleus lysosome um l y s o s o m e the lysosome is where they like it's like autolyze stuff so i'm trying to think uh, double. I think the the nucleus has a double membrane, though, doesn't it? Because there's a nucleolus inside. Let's take a look. She's I'm not sure. Be, she's gonna be. It is correct. Okay. Look at you. It is correct. Five C plus. Okay, C plus. That's good. That's good. Setting the curve. I've, I've got to study up on mitosis. I feel I feel embarrassed that I didn't remember that one. My sister's right. gonna make fun of me. I'll make you a deal, okay? Well, let's have your sister on and your dad, okay? I want the whole family. Okay? That would be great. Oh, they would. Enjoy. I get your sister on my team, okay? And oh, you... well, then it will be no contest. My sister okay. was actually on Jeopardy once, so. Get out of here. Was she really? Yeah, so she's wow. really good at the trivia. How'd she do yeah. with Jeopardy? How'd she do? She didn't win, but um, we were very proud she made it on because you have to, like, take the test and everything. How'd so. you feel about Aaron Rodgers' appearance as the host? Really good. Yes. I thought he did a great job. Can, yes, I tell you did... what, can I tell you what drives me crazy? He is going to end up doing both. He's going to play quarterback <laughs> and host that yeah. show at the same time, and there are going to be Green Bay fans who call into a local sports radio station and rip him for not focusing on football. You're right. <laughs> that you. is a predictable outcome. <laughs> He threw that Wait, interception so we... because he was too worried about reading the right answers on Jeopardy. Yeah, so, so here's what we'll do. Me and Mike, okay, versus you and your sister in a science quiz, okay? Can I be on Mike. their team? Can it be the three no, 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 Mike, 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 the funny thing is if we beat them, okay? So just study, Mike. That's all, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. all right, Jenny Rentis, thank you so much. Check out her work, Sports Illustrated. If you're interested, and you should be, in this Deshaun Watson case because it's some serious, serious stuff and still a long ways to go here. Um, Jen has been all over it from day one. Great work on SI.com, Sports Illustrated, and check her out on Twitter at Jenny Rentis. We appreciate this. This was a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it as well. Mike, I don't know about you. I really enjoyed our time with Jen there. She was fantastic. A little bit wound up at the beginning, but she really loosened up and showed her personality. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with this bit of information uh, now that she's off the Zoom and we can talk about her. Um, 
I wanted to tell her she made a bad career choice. <laughs> She's way too smart to be covering the NFL, Mike. I mean, she could be contributing so much more to this world. I mean, Instead of talking to you and me. I got Sam Darnold. I mean, and everyone knows the first stage of mitosis is prophase. What? Stupidity. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos my patriot supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company americans trust to prepare go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com